Hello everybody, this is Dan Grubb from Fantastic Books Gaming and I just made a major in the British Army leap out of his skin by starting that because he's quite close to me. Uh, so we have just played through uh, scenario two of The Gorgon's Loch and it is my extreme pleasure to welcome my son Harry. Say hi Harry. Hello. And Zach Antonacci. Say hi Zach. Hello. And Alex Janaway. Say hi Alex. Hello. Hello. So to come just to have a chat about the game and what you think and everything else. Now, you guys didn't sit down and study the rule book. Um, uh, we were up and running in what? Four or five minutes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. max. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the Gorkins Lock? Is, I mean, you've both played lots of tabletop and board games as well. Uh, Alex, what was the um, what was the award that you, you've recently just lost, but you had oh, the war? Warmaster. Warmaster World Champion. World yes. champion. World champion. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Self-titled. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, you've got you've got some previous when it yeah, comes I've to previous. games like this, yes. and this is clearly uh, a very stripped-back, basic <clears throat> version of your kind of standard dungeon crawler in Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Yeah. Um, what did you think of your playthrough? Uh, so, it, what I found, I was because I was thinking as I was playing, I found I really found that it's really accessible mm -hmm. because you're just into it so quickly, and. And as you say, it's, the rules are so stripped down that you can just start yeah. playing. And you don't, you, know, the, you don't have to worry about death by rule book. Mm -hmm. uh, it's literally, you can scan through it, go, right, okay, just to stop doing it, yeah. stop playing. And actually, it's one of those games which then, as you're playing it, it, it develops in your own mind. You mm -hmm. understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, that, that's cool. I mean, the whole design of the gaming system in general, was uh, to uh, to break the thing down so that not only can you have families playing together, so you can have dads playing with sons, and, and we've had granddad playing as well, and he's never played a tabletop game in his life, and, and my father George, he's 77, and he, he really enjoyed it and ended up um, essentially playing your role in this scenario. Uh, Dad ended up being the tank, racing a couple of rooms forward and clearing <laughs> all the enemies out of the way. So, uh, Zach, first thoughts, what do you think? Hi. Um, you know, I really liked it. I think actually what I like most about it is is probably and I mean this in the best possible way probably not even so much for like us playing it now I think what I really like about it is that that's the sort of game that something like my son I could take and play with him mm -hmm. we could get into it and I think it has that really nice balance between uh, it maintains you know when you're playing all these the, the, the same sort of tabletop games whether it's Warhammer Quest or whatever else you start to get into the role play of it you start mm -hmm. to kind of you, you develop characters, everything becomes a bit silly, it's all, yeah. and there's something in, there's, there's, there's that bit of magic that comes with, you know, whether it's a D&D &D or whatever else, there's a bit, that bit of magic that you start to play into the role play of it, yeah. and it retains that, but it makes it really, uh, it, it makes it the sort of game that you could play with my 11-year-old son or whatever, like yeah, that's the sort of, the sort of age range, you can sort of bring them in and play it, mm -hmm. and, and so I could easily see myself sitting down and playing that game with them, yeah. and just sort of, yeah, like you say, a bit of a, a a game that sort of gets you into that that type of game and yeah. you know moves on. So it's nice. The whole point is to kind of get into the role play aspect, to sort of hint at getting into the role play aspect without being too serious about this is a role playing game. Therefore, you are going to play this character and must stay in character throughout. Mm. The very basic, simple sort of dice based system means that you can mechanically trawl through the dungeon and complete the quests. But as we found with Harry being the being being the dwarf. And, uh, and playing the dwarf and kind of trading away and bartering and this sort of thing. It's, it's quite easy to find yourself kind of accidentally role-playing your yeah. character, um, and particularly on behalf of the enemies as well. 
I mean, if you've got a goblin that survives three or four attacks in a row, what a hero. You create right? a character in your mind. Absolutely. There's something to do with the way that the, the board lays out as well and the fact that you are actually a character playing through it and you kind of, it, it, it enables you into it. So, yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. And we absolutely did form a little party mm-hmm. of different characters yeah. whilst yeah. we were playing that. And, you know, yeah, making that narrative going. Yeah. Yeah, I think your Zach's role was mainly um, destroying enemies and clearing the path for Alex, and Alex's role was mainly collecting the treasure after, yeah, um, and then and then taunting you, taunting you with yeah. it, so, yeah. <laughs> mercilessly. Yeah, not again. <laughs> Harry, you pretty much got into the uh, uh, dwarf role. I noticed that whenever we're playing, if you get the first jump of the characters, you're always diving for Magnus Underhill, the dwarf. Why do you love the dwarf so much? He's just fun to play. Yeah. I, I like I like. Um, I'm imagining him just tottering around. Oh, hello, I'm a dwarf. I'm going to take your knees now. <laughs> and he was pretty hard. I mean, he, he, t- he took down a few enemies and stuff. I'd forget the Lycan Hallwalker, which we threw in for a bit of fun with this one. It's a very powerful enemy. Um, and we just sort of threw it in that it wouldn't normally appear in the scenario. But um, did more than one of you destroy it? Or was it you over a... Or is it, was it, it was, you, Zach, over it a couple Zach of things? Zach and me. Zach and yeah, you, that's it, yeah. I started to run away. And again, it's part of the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of because, you, because you had the golden brooch, which is the win condition for this. Oh, yeah, but no, you I, also I, were down to, like, one health. I played so. it completely wrong, yeah. I had the brooch, <laughs> I ran straight in. Got, no, you played it completely right. No, I we made it. We made then it. I, and then I ran away, <laughs> and then I came back again. And, yeah, it was... We got there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, so, um, so we discussed the... The mechanic itself, um, the give, take, use, fight, search, move, you're never going to see, um, you're never going to see it, the, the whole gamut of what's, what's possible with the storm system um, simply by playing one game through. But um, what do you think about the, about the storm system itself? Because given particularly Alex, as you're one of our authors with the publishing side of things, um, and looking at the Tissan Empire and the possibility of you know, creating a skin for this system, uh, within your own work, you know, the kind of you know, we've, we've done the book of the game, and Zach's very familiar with that with the um, Elite Dangerous uh, fiction that we publish. Um, uh, we've uh, Stuart Aiken, who's done lots of his his stuff in the in the not too distant future, but based in kind of Earth and Mars. So there's lots of exciting Martian sci-fi versions of this. But just the simple gameplay itself, um, do you do you think it's got longevity? Do you think we can? Absolutely, very much because you can reskin it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so easily. Yeah. 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 You, you can just see that happening. And... Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so uh, to the artwork. Uh, Bartomiej Jock from Poland did all the artwork. Um, he's created every piece as a bespoke piece of art, um, including the board pieces themselves. My dear wife, Gabby, has done all the design work and everything, but I'll just rest in the box open. That's the problem with such high-quality prototypes, you see. The boxes are... They're like Fort Knox, but even down to the individual board pieces themselves, mm. he's, he has, hasn't created these from a, from a grid, and it kind of shows when you look at them, you know, you can tell where the individual squares are and stuff, but he's created each individual piece, um, whether, it, whether it be just the, the background artwork for the enemies or, or the actual player characters themselves, uh, entirely bespoke, and I love that about it. I love it, and, and I think it's, it, really, it really opens up the Gorgon's Loch universe and we're going to keep him on board for things like expansion packs and special editions, etc. Mm. because this is Bart's style. Um, I was telling you earlier, Alex, before we started playing, um, about, uh, uh, you know, we were testing various artists and asking them to give us various, you know, giving, giving various artists uh, briefs and seeing what they came back with. And I just told Bart, give me a goblin. Just give me a goblin. 
And the thing he came back with was the exact same artwork we've ended up using for, for the card and for the, for the thing itself, just this cheeky, bright green, huge-eared, it's, it's, it's full, of, full of character, full of personality. So we just let him run with it. And, uh, and yeah, I'm really happy with the artwork. What do you reckon? What do you think? I mean, you've seen a lot yeah. of in-game artwork. Of it's, it's very distinctive. Mm -hmm. So what you've actually got is a... You've got your brand yeah. artwork there. Mm -hmm. Because it, there is nothing else out there that looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Bar yeah. Bart's worked as a tattoo artist for a while. And we're waiting for news of our first piece of Gorgon's Lock artwork. We end up getting tattooed on someone, which is going to happen eventually. Is that, is that, <laughs> is that yeah. fancy? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think for me the I think the nicest not a tattoo. Oh, oh, no. Not if I ended up saying yes to. Oh, it was so close. Very good. Contract that out. It's just lovely. Yeah. Dawned on Zach. No, wait. What, 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 what tattoo am I getting? What tattoo? Were, were uh, we're getting? thinking the Gorgon Queen on your left buttock. I think was the. Okay. Was the uh, obvious yeah. intention? Obvious, right? yeah. Natural. That's naturally where we went to, wasn't yeah, it? Okay. Yeah, now, sorry, I thought you were actually asking me a question about the artwork. Whoops. What do you reckon? Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Uh, I like the. I think for me, the the it's the the characters and the 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 boards and that sort of stuff that I think is when you get down to the finer detail. That I, Feels I like a dungeon, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, but it also I think it, it, it it's again if you talk about it has a, an appeal to a wide age uh, range so mm -hmm. it isn't just like very very dark and it's it's actually yeah. it sits somewhere much more yeah. sort of in the theme but but much more uh, absolutely friendly, so. it's nice we wanted to keep the peril um but but lose the gore really yeah yes. you know um and and we've played i mean we've we've, we've pitched the thing aged eight to 108 our play testers are between seven and 77 and just with friends and uh, our friends, the Biltons, after whom Biltons Brew is named, yeah. uh, we actually played with a six and eight year old and mum and dad and me and Gabby. And we played with six characters. Mm. Now, it's also pitched one to five players. We've got the solo play for a single play, but the start runs nine squares. It's three by three. So theoretically, you could have nine players and there's no reason not to have nine players. Um, you know, we just suggest throwing a few more enemies into the into the mix when you do it. You know, say doubling the spawn points or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's precisely that sort of homebrew, messing around with the mechanic and creating your own games that we've designed it for. That's what it's for. It's to introduce um, uh, the RPG aspect of board gaming, without it being too in your face and you have to this and you have to that. But then creating all the pieces themselves so they can very easily be turned into um, bespoke dungeons of your own. Mm. You know, and with the one by one inch squares, again, we were chatting about this earlier. Um, apart from the hex stuff, the vast majority of board game stuff like this is is based. You know, if you're actually crawling your way around a, around a board, is based on the one inch by one inch square. So mm. hopefully, this will this will clack onto lots of people's different different games that they've already got. You know, and they're, they're decent, high quality pieces. So mm. yeah, well, look, wonderful. Um, tell tell us where we are, Alex. I forget. Where are we playing this right now? I mean, we, we've travelled all the way down country to Cambridge. Where are we? We're in a top secret military location. <laughs> I couldn't possibly say where we are. Uh, we're actually we're actually playing at the um, headquarters of Two Five Four Medical Regiment. Wonderful. Uh, which is a reservist unit based mm -hmm. in in the Cambridge. And we're in the very posh. Uh, well, well, we're in the we're in the grunt side of the officers' well, mess, aren't we? We're the the uh, sergeants and warrant officers' mess. Uh -huh. 
they don't know I've let us in here. <laughs> so they don't hear this, though. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> there seems to be a group of angry men. <laughs> so uh, on that note, uh, we shall bring this, this short but sweet little podcast to a close. So I'd just like to say thank you very much for joining us, Alex. Pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Zach. Thank you And thanks me. very much for playing again, Harry, and coming all the way down country for us. And a huge thank you to dear Steve Trum, who not only has surrounded us on all sides by cameras and things, so we can uh, pull lots of promo stuff about this in the podcast, but bless him, he's also drove, driven up and down the country and broke his hip three weeks ago. Can you oh. believe that? Trooper broke his hip. Absolute trooper. So, infantry, sir. Infantry. infantry, there we are. <laughs> Just a flesh ring. Brilliant. All right, thanks very much, guys, and Thank cheers you. for listening to the podcast, everyone out there. Go and subscribe and things. We've got about 11 or 10 or 11 days left. I think 10 days left by the time this goes out. Crazy. So, um, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank see you. See you later. Bye. Bye.